podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Just came All right, everybody, welcome to Chessie Hour, a Touchline Fracker podcast. Um, we have been away for a while. We apologize. Um, we had someone complaining, um, but we're glad that we that you missed us anyway. So I'm Daniel Soft, your host. I'm joined by a regular Jermaine. What's up, Jermaine? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, Dan? Good. We have three new members today making their debuts. We've got young guys. We've got an Irish guy, Joe. What's up, Joe? Yeah, what are you saying, guys? Are you good? Cool. Um, I don't even hear your accent that much, but cool. We've got Reese. What's happening, Bobby? Right, yeah? Cool. You're not from Ireland, though? No, I'm Croydon. Croydon. That's as far away. That's as far away. Yeah. <laughs> and then Marvin. Yo, what's good? What's good? All right, let's crack into it because it's kind of late already. We started late. Um, let's talk about the England match. Obviously, Mount played. Um, yeah, who thinks he played well? Yeah, I think he had an all right game. I think he he was trying his hardest to make an impact. Obviously, certain things weren't going often, but I feel like he had an all right game. Like, he hasn't had that many games, so like I feel like with time, he's going to gel in with the team. So, are you saying he played bad? Because you're saying that he needs time, basically. So, it sounds to me like you're saying he didn't play well. I feel like it was, it was lukewarm. Yeah. I feel like it was okay. I don't feel it was horrible. Is that your Chelsea bias talking? Because, personally, I didn't think he had a good game. Who who else thinks he had a good game? Jermaine? Maybe it's the Chelsea bias. Yeah, I don't, think he, I don't think he played that well, you know. What, one thing I will say about Mount, though, is even when he doesn't have a good game, because he works so hard, at least you're getting something from him. What are you yeah, saying, Marvin? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like at least he, he was trying, you know what I mean? But I feel like he needs to just calm it down a bit and not try to try too hard and just like... Bro, like that's like that's 80% of his game, trying hard. If he doesn't have that, then he's, he's nothing. Jermaine, what were you going to say? <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I think he was like... Obviously, he, with Mount, now that he's got the opportunity, it's opportunity of a lifetime kind of thing for a minute. So he's trying to, he's trying his hardest to obviously make a stamp on this England team. 
yeah. trying to keep himself in the team. But I don't think like in watching Mount last year for Derby and watching him this year for Chelsea, I think the style of play that that um, Lampard plays, and I think Lampard being his first like serious manager at top level as well, <laughs> I think he's so like used to this same style of play. So if it's not if the if the style of play from Southgate isn't to press and to you know you know only be involved in in terms of like making late runs into the box and stuff like that, he might not look as effective. If he's trying to be a more creative player, yeah, like someone like Madison is, then I think you're going to see a clear kind of, you know, he's going to clearly look out of place well, a little bit. So, Jermaine, yeah. who, do you, who would you think should be starting, Mount or Madison? Personally, I think it should be Madison. I think Madison suits suits um, the way England play a little bit more because I think we hold on to the ball much more as well. Uh, uh, Irish so. guy, Joe, what about you? Because you seem to have that Chelsea bias in you, like that shame. That shameless <laughs> Chelsea bias. Who would you who do you think should be starting? Madison or Mount? Raw. Even taking time, you know. To I think feel about like it. you know what it is. I'd have to say, at the moment I'd have to say Madison. Yeah. But I would like to see Mount in there as well. But I feel like Madison at the moment is the guy. I feel like your Nigerian is accent is stronger than your Irish accent. That's kind of what <laughs> threw me off. That's why I couldn't tell you're Irish. Marvin, uh, what are you saying? It depends on the system. Okay, talk me through it. What, what do you mean? Okay, I don't. I don't feel because I've written down England's midfielders. So I went through. So we have Mount Ox. Yeah. Root when he gets back. Madison, Grealish, who wasn't included, who should have been in the squad. Yeah. Hendo, and we got Barkley as well. I don't like him, but you know he's here. But I don't think Mount gets into our best three. So, so but do you think he's on the cusp? Like coming off the bench for one of them, or if coming in if one of them are injured. Yeah, yeah. and again, I feel like for England's system to work, especially midfield, I'm I'm assuming Southgate is going to play the three back and then continue out like that. Yeah, there needs to be a holder, which has to be Winks. Has to be. It's going to be Henderson, I believe. Oh. Then you have to have a creative, which is going to be Madison, um, Grealish, or Roc. In yeah. one of those positions. Do you know, do you know what? Then, Let me just quickly interrupt because they were asked he was asked about Grealish and what he said is that we've got Hudson Odoi, we've got Sancho, we've got Sterling. So for some reason Southgate sees Grealish as more as a winger. So That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't understand it either, but go on. Yeah, and then in the other position, which is the more attacking forceful, more direct running in behind, yeah. you have basically Mount and Ox competing for that position. Bruv, we've they, even got Foden. He's not, he's not going to make it. The minute no, it's just not enough. True, yeah, true. He's not playing. But then, do you know what? Hudson wasn't playing last season and Southgate forced it through. So I don't get why he can do that for Hudson, but he can't do it for Foden. The only reason why, Hudson, the only reason why Hudson started playing for Chelsea is because he, he was picked by Southgate for England. So I don't understand why he can't do that same shit for Foden. That's not true. What do you mean it's not true? I think he was picked to play for Chelsea... Because of the impending buy-in situation, no, the other I hear out. you. I hear you. But the reason why that kind of crescendoed and where why Bayern was paying more and more is because he started to play for England. I feel like that was. It's almost like I get you. It's almost like a chicken and egg thing. But it kind of crescendoed yeah. when Southgate was picking him and he was performing for England. And that's when all the journalists was like, "Wait a minute, this guy's performing for England, but can't buy a minute for Chelsea." So, like Southgate put that pressure on Sari. 
And I don't understand why he can't do the same thing for Pep. But this isn't a City podcast, so we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, so like, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you think Madison is better than Mount. But what do you think about his overall performance today? I was talking to you, Marvin. Oh, um, I didn't see much of today's game, so I can't really comment. Okay, fair, on fair enough. What about what about the rest of you guys? That I know, Joe, you've already said your piece. Jermaine, you said your piece. Um, Reese. Yeah, um, it wasn't a great performance. Not obviously, from what I've seen of um, Mount this season, I've kind of put him on a bit of a high regard. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe that's just due to his like his his, his threat in front of goal. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it wasn't a great performance. I do personally think that Madison is better, and I think he probably suit the system more. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like we said before, Madison won't give you as much energy and as much pressing as Mount will give you, but you just know when Madison does get the ball, he does have that quality. Yeah. But um, if even if um, Mason Mount is a come-off-the-bench provide like an impact, because you know he's got those late runs and stuff, that wouldn't be a bad option either. Yeah. Obviously, it's a, what do they call it? It's like a, a good choice to have having both of them yeah. there, they both buy different things. Yeah, but do you know what, yeah? In, in, in Southgate and Mount's defence, what I will say is, I liked England first half better than I did when they made the changes. Now, Obviously, it's difficult to get in the game when you just come off the bench. You kind of have to get in the rhythm and all that type of stuff. But with both Ox and Mount, which is what Southgate said, he went with them because he said he likes their energy and they want to be a team that presses high and that has energy. And to be fair, when Madison came on, like that's not his game. His game is to sit in pockets and to like have one, two touches. And I feel like England was more static. I feel like actually England looked better as a team first half. I don't know if any of you agree. But Mount has, like, Mount... Just looking at, like, the way Mount is, Mount is one of those bread and butter guys. Like, he'll never get, you know, a line in one of his eyebrows. He'll never, like... He's just an honest guy. He's a hard worker. Whereas Madison, he's got the flair. And sometimes you just want... Like, if we look at Liverpool's midfield, it's not about flair, is it? It's about workers. So, so... Yeah. And I feel like in Europe right now, I think three of the best teams, PSG... Uh, Juventus and Liverpool all of them are winning most of their games and if you look at all of their midfields mostly they've just got workers so I don't know if that's a new thing but I kind of I kind of get it um, I think they've changed systems who? I think Liverpool is a very unique example of no of I just gave I just, gave I just gave three examples no but PSG have such great quality out wide that you can't ignore it like you, yeah and so, well, and so do Liverpool but I think Liverpool's creative threats from build-up comes from the wing. I mean, the left and right back. A hundred percent. But that's why I just gave three examples. Because don't forget, we have Trent, and we've got Chilwell. So in terms yeah. of England, so like if you're saying that, what I'm saying is Southgate is trying to copy that model of hard-working midfielders because that seems oh. to be working in Europe right now. So sorry, we know he lacks those hard-working midfielders, and Juventus have won every single game. PSG are dominating and. From last time I checked, they're playing Marquinhos, Verratti, and who's the third one? Another defensive midfield or whatever. And then again, Liverpool, again, they're playing three hard-working midfielders. So, yeah, I get everybody wants to see flair. I get everybody's looking at, oh, chances created. But I think there is something in terms of playing hard-working midfielders. And I think that's what he's going for. But, yeah, moving on quickly, because obviously Tammy came on and he scored. Um, what do you th- What do you guys think in terms of performance? Um, start with you, Jermaine. 
Yeah, I think I think he came on and done well. Tried to he tried to kind of lead from the front, like pressing and that. But I don't think it was in as intense as what we normally see um, as Chelsea fans. But um, yeah, he, his his movement for the goal was really good. Got in front of the striker, Sancho with the assist. So all in all, I think it was just a good debut for a minute. Like in terms of coming coming on, I think he should have. Probably got a full half, if I'm being honest. Like we were five 0 up. Yeah, the game half. was done, innit? Huh? The game was done. He should have come on earlier, right? It was done from early. Like <laughs> should have just got a full half. Yeah. You know, coming on half time and then let him have the full forty five. Just do what he's doing. You know what it is? Kane hasn't scored that many goals this season, so he's using this game to stat pad all yeah, of that yeah, make up. One hundred percent. It's an uphill task for Tammy. Do you know what I mean? Like in yeah. terms of even getting that spot. Do you know what I mean? Like we play with one striker, yeah. and Kane's the captain. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's a myth, really. But, if but, we're all being honest. But do you know what I think's happened though? Because I think the substitute, the understudy for Kane was Rashford, but I feel like Tammy's put that to bed now. But the thing, yeah. the the interesting thing is Vardy is on a madness. Yay! So he's so he's yeah. Retired. Yeah. Oh, he's retired. Yeah, he retired from international football last year. Oh, last year. for real. And he's not coming back? Boy, I don't know about that. I don't know, man. <laughs> Southgate better, Southgate better find his number ASAP. He yeah. better DM Riley, bro. In it? Nah, I don't think he wants to come back in now. Because I think Chua did an interview and he, they mentioned how they speak to him about it, but he don't really want to talk about it. And I think him and Southgate came to some agreement in it. So I don't Wait. think he wants to play for England again. Joe, do you... I, don't, I don't blame him, though. Wait, Joe, do you support England or? Um, I, um, I like the young boys in there. I like some young boys playing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just thinking because you're Irish, isn't it? Do you do you support England? Don't do it right. Yeah, I, you know it is. I do. I can't lie. Now I do. Like seeing the young boys, seeing Southgate, seeing the Chelsea boys, boys. chance. Yeah, the Chelsea boys, really. Yeah, recently to get his call up too. Okay, so what you guys? All right, so Tammy's goal. Would you guys you guys think it was a good goal or poor goalkeeping? I think it's a combination of both, to be honest. Who's this? Um, Reese. Reese. Reese okay. Yeah. okay. Cool. I do, looking back at the goal, I just had a look at the replay. I do think the keeper could have done better. However, for the way Tammy positioned his body to get the goal, is what is what we've kind of been seeing all season. It's kind of this hard to explain. I don't know how to describe it. It's like he likes those kind of scrappy goals in and around the box kind of goals. Yeah. Like, me too. Uh, Me too's on the podcast. He says, "Yeah, yeah." He gets them scrappy goals. Then, you know, that, that's what I want him to do. He puts them away. Like last season, Murata wasn't putting away those scrappy goals. He yeah. was missing them. Do you know what I'm saying? But you know, so, see, to, to me, that's not a scrappy goal. To me, that's a good conversion. The ball, like City scores them goals, that those tapping goals all the time. Yeah, it's true, the it's ball true, comes it's in the true, box, true. and then he he was in the right place. But also, it's easy sometimes to kind of hit the keeper. Or to get, yeah. or obviously we've seen Murata put it wide. So I think giving them credit for actually putting it away from the keeper. I know you said the keeper, you don't think he did well, but I feel like yeah, credit for that. And do you know what I noticed as well today because we'll talk about a little bit about the Palace game later. But in the the first half of the Palace game, he was he was losing the ball bare. Tammy like he couldn't hold. Everyone says Tammy's good at hold up, but he wasn't he wasn't doing well in that game. But I think in this game, he did some good work in terms of flicks flick ons. You know, hold yeah. up play. Yeah. Yeah. There was a neat move to Pitford as well. One out of time, Jermaine? 
Yeah, sorry. There was a neat move with him and Rashford where Rashford is dribbling with the ball and he and he like he fizzed it into Tammy. Yeah. Tammy just gave him a nice set. Like it was perfect and yeah. he just carried on. Yeah, and that led to the goal as well, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so he did do very well in terms of hold up play for for England today. Yeah. And do you know what, yeah, we heard I don't know if you what you guys think, but like I think both Tammy and Tamori as youngsters were Arsenal fans. And so like yeah. yeah. And so like during the interviews this week they've been asking about the idols. And Tammy said his idol was Thierry. What I noticed is when Tammy scores, he likes to do this thing, yeah, where, do you know like when Thierry scored, he, he like he would be unimpressed? Do you know that like he would celebrate, but he wouldn't yeah. smile? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and Tammy does that as well. Yeah, that he, like he'll score and then look disgusted. And Tammy does that as well. Um, but I'm thinking, Tammy, at this point, bruv, you, you need to smile because you're not that good. Like, you're not Thierry. <laughs> Where you can look disgusted, but yeah, Tammy done well. Um, that was obviously he had his debut where they gave him two minutes, which took the piss. But that was like obviously his first goal for England. So yeah, well done to Tammy. Sancho, let's talk about Sancho. Um, who is in the Sancho camp? Sancho to Chelsea camp? Is it everyone in the Sancho camp, or is there anyone here that doesn't want Sancho? The boy wonder. Okay, that's not why I asked. Definitely one. But I'm definitely team Sancho. Why though? Because like. I want to know why. Have you guys been watching him in, in Holland? I mean, sorry, you could tell I haven't been watching him. Have you Have you guys been watching him in Germany? Only highlights on champ, some Champions League games. Yeah. See, this is why you want him. There's there, has there anyone that have been that has been watching the Bundesliga? Thing is, I've I've watched him, but I've seen a lot of bad performances. But I mm. still want him. So, so, so Bruv, you sound like a beaten, like a, a, a domestic abuse of whatever. Like, oh, listen, listen, some bad performances. But I'm firmly in the Sancho camp. Innit? Okay, so explain back. this because it doesn't make sense that you've been watching bad performances, but you want him. Explain no, it. just this season. This season, I've seen him perform. Like I don't think I've. Seen, I don't think he's performed to the level that he was performing at um, last season. Did you watch him last season? I did see a few games last season, and he did look very dangerous. But in in terms of this season, but I also had my questions as well about the league he was playing in, the, the opponents he was playing against. So, but he did it against some top opposition last year as well so but this season against top opposition and even like the lower the lower the lower half of the teams as well he's, he just doesn't seem to be having the same impact that he was last season and I don't know for whatever reason that is that obviously speculations come out about him wanting to leave Dortmund yeah I mean he, he I think he was um, late to training or something like that yeah just the other week he got fined for that and he got dragged um, off 36 minutes dragged, exactly he got dragged 36 minutes in no injury yeah, and he was playing trash because I was watching the game because I got my eye on Sancho because people been yeah, comp- then, people been comparing him to Hudson Odoi, yeah, and that's naturally going to happen. But when, yeah, 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 people are saying he's levels. People are saying Sancho is levels above Hudson, and but so he's not. He's not. So, but now I've got my. I hate to do it. I hate to do it, but I'm I'm firmly no. Do you know what? I'm not against Sancho, but what I want to see is what people are saying because I'm not going to mention any names. But someone saying that he's up there with Neymar, Hazard, and. Whoa. And Messi well, in terms of dribbling. Someone on Touchline Fracker said that you know. One of your fav, one of your faves from Touchline Fracker, but I'm not going to name any names. But yeah, so <laughs> Sancho, Ayo, <coughs> but but Sancho, yeah, but Sancho. My thing about Sancho is, I feel like even last season, because don't forget, he did make his debut for England this season. Last season, most of the time, like I've been unimpressed, and like it's always the opposition. So like today's game. I think Rashford was the threat, not mm. Sancho. And in the other game, it was Sterling that was carrying the threat. 
Sancho seems like a side piece to me. If he's going to be a hundred fifty million pound player, those are the type of players you want to be able to put your team on your back. And I don't see that from Sancho. Now, I I don't mind him coming to Chelsea because he's obviously got skill. He's obviously a good dribbler. He's off. He seems to be. One thing I do like about Sancho is in the box he can create space for himself and he can shoot and score. And away from that, he seems to be able to find a good pass in terms of through ball. And he's like twenty. He's twenty years old, and so that. No, no, he's tw- well. He's about to be twenty, so I know my shit, right? So basically, I feel like he'll be a good investment, but at the same time, do I feel like he's this wonder kid that everybody's making out? I feel like there's going to be a lot better players than him. That's my personal opinion. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying with that. I think the last thing for me in terms of Sancho before you you guys chime in as well, yeah, is that the only worry for me today as well watching him was that um, he had a better game against Montenegro on the left, yeah, and. Right now, we've got Pulisic, who's pamming on the left. Yeah. We've got Hudson Odoi, who eventually, in my opinion, is going to be pamming on the left. Yeah. And we've got, and then if we sign Sancho, we've got Sancho, who could, who, who seems to be having his better, his better um, performances on the left as well. Yeah, he looked mar- he looked markedly better when he moved to the left. And yeah. for the under-17s. Kind of show them the right uh, in terms of yeah. like to cut in and then kind yeah. of just drag it and, and yeah. do his thing, like in terms of, because I honestly feel like the reason why he looks better on the right is because he can come in field and I think that he's better because he doesn't have the pace to kind of breeze past people and take it down the line. So I feel yeah. like he's better with the quick movements coming in the infield. One thing I will say is for the under-17s, Sancho actually played on left and Hudson played number 10. And even though Hudson played number 10, he almost played like a left-sided striker with Sancho feeding him a lot of, feeding them a lot of times because I said like... He's good at those three balls, but I don't know. I, I feel like with Sancho, the good thing about Sancho, the good thing with Sancho, and I know he wants to leave Dortmund, but right now he should stay because I don't think he can sustain form at this point. And if he gets comes to England, the way that they're going to critique him, because right now all that's coming back from Germany is highlight rolls of like four or five games. They just take the best bit from each game, put it together, and it was like, yo, Sancho's sick. And obviously he'll score the odd goal and shit like that. But what I'm saying is, when you come to England, you get heavily scrutinised. You can't hide in it. So mm. I feel like his star might wane if he comes too quickly. So I feel like he should just enjoy the fact that he can grow without the pressure in Germany at this point. Because I feel like the England games he's come, he hasn't really done shit, really. I think there's a problem at England for his position. Because I heard, I, I forgot who mentioned it, that said he was better or more prominent on the left. Um, his dominant position at Dortmund is across the right, which mm. someone else mentioned. But so I feel like at Chelsea that would be a natural progression for when I believe William will leave next year because his contract's running down and I don't believe he's resigning. Mm. And there's a bit that I think he's signing a pre-contract at Juve is what I'm hearing. But I'm taking everything into context here. Like his birthday is March 25th. He is currently Bruh. nine. Like he has. He's been performing at a very high and consistent level for a year and a half now. Okay. Putting in, you say all these highlight rules that exist for Sancho. Right. They're game in game. As I mentioned before that there was only three. There's only one time across the whole of last season where he didn't contribute in either the form of a goal and assist in three games in a row. That's the only time oh, it's ever happened. Did you watch them games? Yeah. 
I'm not I, again. I'm not saying I watched all of Sancho's games, but okay, I'm saying cool. in terms of sheer output, you can't dispute what this guy's offering. For real, for real, which is all good. But I saw Pulisic earlier this season when he wasn't playing well, and he was getting assists, but he wasn't playing well. Do you know what I mean? So, so what you shouldn't do is take the stats and then make the picture. Do you know what I mean? If you if you've watched the games and then you see the stats, that's cool. But what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that. He, like I said, I feel like Sancho can get goals. I feel like he can get assists. But what I'm saying is, in general, his overall play, I don't see that consistent threat. Like I said, with Rashford, any single time he gets the ball, I feel like he can make that decision. I'm going to try to burn a player. With Sancho, I think more often than not, he just has to pass it back to the next man because there's no one he can really take on. I just feel like he's not aggressive enough. Like I think Rashford is quite limited. I'm not saying yeah, I I, I'm not saying Rashford is the best player, but at least okay. So limited Rashford was way more threatening threatening than your boy Sancho. Explain. I'm not. I'm not even saying he's my boy. That's I'm your boy. Like, you, well, you just. I, I, your boy, like, bro. I don't know. Him. I don't know. Like, okay. I just, you don't like, know him. You said that his birthday was March 25th. Now you don't know him. I'm looking at transfer market. I'm looking through all his stats. So I'm just looking objectively at his career. Like I'm not saying he's my guy. Okay, cool. So all I'm saying about Rashford wait, who's is, this? Who's this? Reese. Marvin. Marvin, Marvin, my bad. Okay, cool. One thing keenly lacking with Rashford compared to Sancho is decision-making. There's one thing Mourinho mentioned about um, in-game experience. Yeah. That Rashford is young in age, but he's quite wise as a matured footballer. You see what I'm saying? And this, this decision-making aspect is still lacking from his game. He reminds me of like a, a next-gen walk-off. Okay. Where like... All right, this isn't this isn't Muga. We, we can't talk about Rafa too tough, but I get what you're saying. Are you saying that Sancho has that experience? Sancho decision making is elite. Decision I can say that. Well, I won't disagree. He seems to have good decision making, but I don't know, man. We'll see anyway. We'll, we'll, I, I'm a monitor the situation. So like, let's quickly talk about Chilwell. Um, actually, full disclosure. Do you know what? we started recording this podcast? Yeah. And my bad, I didn't hit the record button. So, like, we're going over this conversation, but we've had the same conversation, like, 30 minutes ago. But Chilwell, what do you guys think? Um, he's all right, but I don't think he's that special. We're sorry. Yeah. Who's this, Joe? Yeah, Joe. Yeah, it's Joe. I think I like him. He's good, but I don't... I feel like Emerson is better. I think Emerson's a better dribbler. I feel like... I don't know. Emerson's a better what, Chilwell, sorry? What do you say? Emerson's, Emerson's a, a better dribbler. He's better okay. at dribbling. I feel like Chilwell's um, a better crosser. Yeah. And I feel when it comes to defending, I feel like they're evenly matched. I don't think that Chilwell is that clear of Emerson as a defender. And I feel like we have Matson who's there in the back. So I feel like I'd rather focus on him than bring in another player that's good enough to start. Because at the end of the day, Chilwell is not going to want to sit on the bench. And Emerson is not going to sit on the bench, especially especially with all the performances he's given us this season. And right. we've seen what it's like when Alonso plays. So it's like Emerson yeah. has saved us a lot. So I feel it would be a slap in the, slap in the face to Sam Chilwell. Uh, Reese, what are you saying? Well, I, I do like Chilwell mm. and I would like to see him at the bridge. But I, I do understand the place that he's not going to come on sit on the bench. Mm. And what was the price that you guys say he was? 70 he was million. Like, Seven zero. Like that's a big price to to pawn someone for potentially to be on the bench. And I think maybe we could use that money to strengthen us elsewhere, especially where we have um Emerson and I forgot the other left back's name that we've got in the Matson. Exactly. So 
why spend eight? Why spend seventy million on another left back when we could have Emerson develop Madison? Only thing is, um, Emerson's very injury prone. So if we do stick with Emerson and he does get injured, then what happens now? We're gonna have to put like Aspie there or something, mm-hmm. and he's Asian, so. It's, 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 it's a tough one it's a tough one what happened there was Reese stole all of the points we mentioned in the last podcast and he tried to claim it for himself but <laughs> Jermaine Jermaine yeah, what are you saying yeah nah in, in regards to Chilwell I think for me it's just the main issues I have with, with signing Chilwell is one I, I don't know if we can guarantee that he's going to be a better player than Emerson that's the first thing mm. second thing is like it's clearly I I think it's it's gonna ruffle some feathers in it when he comes in in terms of the, the left backs trying to come through, so obviously Matson and then we've got Emerson. Yeah. I think that's gonna create a problem in itself and I don't think that's a problem that Lampard's gonna wanna have great in terms point. of the way he's kind of building his squad at the moment. That's a great point. Let me just quickly piggy bank off it, uh, take mm, your credit. Yeah, go ahead. Because basically what happens is if Matson's like I don't I think he's seventeen if he comes in and he sees Chilwell there and Emerson there, he's going to want to go. Plus, Emerson's going to want to go because he's not going to want to... Like like you said in the first podcast, uh, or our first attempt, like when he came under Conte, he suffered by not playing. Then under Sari, most of the time he didn't play in. He finally got in. And not only did he got in, he's been... like I think he was our best se- um, player at the beginning of the season. So uh, uh, Yeah, I was going to say, he was like our best, he was our best yeah. player as well. Like, yeah, yeah. He still hasn't been beaten, I think, as well. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll still that, that um, VVD stat that was yeah, going, exactly. going over the face last season. So, it'll be a yeah. big slap in the face for him to do do well, not even do well, be our best player since getting the opportunity and then just getting re- relegated to the bench for no reason. So Yeah, exactly. It's so just yeah. like deja vu for a minute. And you know I hear I mean? you. And it's like, I get that Chilwell's young and English and that's kind of what Lampard wants to build. And he's 22 and he seems to be boys with all of them guys. But I, I don't know. To be fair, he did impress me. And I feel like watching him for Leicester, he does like, I watched that Southampton game and he created mad chances for, do you know that 9-0? Like he was behind a lot yeah. of goals then. And again, in the 7-0 today, again, he was behind a lot of the goals. So I don't know. I was kind of completely against it. But yo, if if like, I think after seeing Liverpool and after seeing Trent create all of those chances, I kind of want our own. Do you know what I mean? So no, I hear that as well. Yeah. If, if, if Lamps can can like obviously integrate him into the team to a, to a point where Emerson and Chilwell are happy to kind of be our two full like uh, our yeah. two left backs, yeah. and understand that we're gonna have loads of games, yeah. game time gonna be not but necessarily you know split, what? but you know what? Quickly, what what I'll say is that Lampard's not showing that he can do that, really. We've seen it with, like, our strike force. Like, it seems like he can't really manage... I I feel like he can't really manage a squad like that in terms of giving people fair amount of minutes because, he like, his whole thing is if a a player's playing well or a team's winning, then why change it? When it should be, in my opinion, just realise, okay, you can keep the whole squad fresh by, you know, chopping and changing every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's easier for him now as well to, like, stick to this team right now as well, where, because he's brought in the youngsters, everybody yeah. wants to see it and everybody's happy and it's, everybody understands that they haven't been given a chance before. So it's easy kind of, like, to yeah. to do it now. But when you've got top players... When you buy someone team, for 70 million, 
Yeah, exactly. It becomes a problem. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we'll watch that one. And um, so let's talk about Jody versus Mourinho. Um, just to give you context, I'm, you're a Chelsea fan, so you should know. But obviously, after, um, Mourinho is doing his punditry job because he can't find a, a manager job. And um, he was saying that he's worried about Chelsea in the big games. Who agrees with Mourinho that we should, as Chelsea fans, be worried in the big games? No, I partially agree. Wait, you want to go first? No, go, go on. Go on. I, I partially agree with Mourinho in the sense of, yeah, like Lampard needs, that like we're doing well, but Lampard does need to remember that we haven't done that well against the big teams so far. Who are the big and teams? Like, Who are the big teams that we haven't done well against? Yeah, quote unquote big teams, obviously United, they ain't that big. <laughs> they ain't that good yeah. anymore, but yeah. United, um, Liverpool, Ajax. When did um, we, we didn't do well against Liverpool? Um, when I say do well, I feel like, for example, in the, um, wait, maybe not in Liverpool, I feel like, Maybe it's selection choices that like when he used Alonso, I felt like he should have played um, Aspie as a left back and then play right. Reese James. But right. obviously, little things like that, I feel like the okay. tactical choices that Lampard makes at times, yeah. he can get it wrong at times. And I feel like that's what Mourinho was saying. I feel like what Mourinho said. But was what Mourinho right. said at the beginning of the season is that we shouldn't play any young players, that we should play all the experienced players. And so Mourinho was getting it wrong at that point. If we are, because if you're looking at the the table right now, which I'll get, I think I'll, I'll get into that in a bit. But does anyone else feel like Mourinho is right? It's trash comment. Um, Jermaine, talk talk about trash. It. The whole thing was trash. Everything that he said was trash. Okay. And the reason why is because, firstly, the the word that he used was wrong. I don't think he should have used the word worried. Okay. Because cool, you could be worried at the beginning of the season, but yeah. to say that you're worried now, to me, that's just stupid, isn't it? Because <laughs> the first game of the season, um, cool, first game of the season, and then on top of that, we played well against Man United. We we were just not clinical, and then we got punished for very like silly errors. Yeah, which which is cool. Like we take we take that in it. That's 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 on that's on the players. Yeah, but then we we got we we moved from there um, in terms of having a hard running. Yeah, and we, we we move on to Liverpool Super Cup straight away. Yeah, Ooh, it's only been two games yet we outplay Liverpool in large parts of the game and lose on penalties. Sustained, sustained. Then we have um, Leicester, who again that that game was a game of two halves, and some will argue that at the time no one even considered them to be a threat at the time anyway. Okay. But um, they are now. We see how good they are. But again, yeah, like I said, two halves. Yeah, and. and we play Liverpool again, and again, like what a worldy free kick from Trent, a VAR decision that you know, like it's it's just we didn't do that bad. Like we, mm. we you we could have had a um, we could have had Lampard for two years and still lost that game. Do you know what I mean? It had nothing to do with experience. I don't think it had anything to do with like the personnel that he put out on the on the day. Yeah. It's just that Liverpool had that little bit. Maybe they were they were more the finished article in it probably, and that's, that's I hear you, why but. They, that game. I hear you, but what I will say, and you know what, Reese, Marvin, do you want to chime in? No? Cool. On, on what's it called? The, the part about the first game in particular. Yeah. Is the lineup was in field, it was Kovacic, Jorginho, Mount, yeah. Barkley, Pedro, all behind Abraham. The biggest problem 
was the the gap in between the press. Yeah. Because Mount was sent up to press alongside Tammy, but the triggers were all wrong. Because okay. Tammy would go for the first guy, Mount was lacking behind, yeah. and Barkley was kind of confused. And then the line kept being beat. And that was an issue towards the end of the first half. And in the second half, it got exposed on like three counters. Yeah. And two of, I think two of them resulted in goals. United was stupidly efficient that day. Yeah. But that day, I knew Lampard's philosophy would work. And everyone, a lot of people laughed at me because I was just like, I can see what he's trying to do. And if he sorts out the way the press triggers work in midfield, we won't be exposed. Kante didn't start either to cover up the mess. So it was just a lot of things that were unfortunate and a lot of learning curves that we needed to get by. So, but what I will say is, what I will say is the last match, again, they beat us in the cup. Mm. And they don't have many chances, but they were stupidly efficient again. Yeah, and that's another big game. And in big games, what you'll find is that these teams will kill you with small chances. So, but Rash never scoring that again. But he scored it then, bro. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, like that doesn't matter. What I'm saying is, we're finding out in the big games that these teams are killing us with. Like the Ajax games, they didn't have that many chances. No, that was a perfect example though of of why we can't. That that's where. That one game is where I was worried because, like yeah. you said, man, at, at that level, you make mistakes and you get punished. For real, and it was it was clear that day. And the what, game was true. Yeah. And what I will say is, as well is, we are third in the table, but at the same time, if you look at the teams above us, Liverpool and Leicester, Liverpool have played, I think, every single team in the top six. Obviously, mm. apart from themselves, Leicester they've played. I think Leicester have played City. I think I can't remember, but Leicester's played like four or five teams already in the top six. We've only played in the Premier League. We've only played. We'll have Man City coming up. We've only played Liverpool and Man United. So whereas and Leicester, okay, yeah, and Leicester, okay, cool. But whereas them guys are top two and they've played a lot of the um, other kind of top six teams or top seven teams, we've only played two of them. So we've got a lot of our difficult games to come. Yeah. So. I'm just saying, watch that. Like at this point, yeah, it looks like we're kind of challenging with the best, but we've, we're not doing. We're not even if you can say, okay, cool, we should have t- taken more away from those games. At this point, we've been losing these big, big games. Valencia as well, we got punished. So I feel like Mourinho does have a point now. Obviously, the way Jody Morris reacted to it on Twitter, what did he do? He done like. He done it. He it's, played a bit of sweet tune, innit? And yeah. then he, 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 he showed a video of himself of himself yeah. like crying or whatever. Yeah, and <laughs> so kind of thing. and so the reaction on Twitter was there's almost like a civil war of like I think Mourinho still got a lot of people that like they're still involved in the Mourinho cult. Um, so it's like yeah. there's a lot of people that basically they've turned against Jody. So, but, but you know what it was as well, Daniel. What? That that I thought was just silly about the comments. He he started speaking as well about how. I hope that Lampard's found this balance between exciting football and pragmatic football. Bro, we're not yeah. doing pragmatic out here. Yeah. Like, that's not what we're doing. We're not you, bro. We're not doing that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're talking about a style that Lampard is not even anywhere close to doing. I hear that. Like, I hear that. But what I will say is, and I'm not Mourinho cult, but what I will say is that we have to find balance because... The game against Manchester United, you can't say that we were the better team, yet we lost 4-0. The reason why was, like as, as I think Marvin said or Reese said before, we didn't have the right balance. So they killed us on the counter. 
And it's like against Liverpool though. Huh? But against against Liverpool. against Liverpool we played a three man midfield, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though. So and that, earlier in the season. So right. like yeah, Lamps has shown signs of it. I, I hear you, but what I'm saying is Okay, we'll see the Man City game. We'll probably play that three-man midfield if we don't. Because don't forget, Mount has to play for Lampard. Mount has to play. So (laughs) I don't understand. Southgate and Lampard, I don't understand what's going on. But what I'm saying is... Spiritual bondage. Yeah, it's it's some. But what I'm saying is, at this point, Mourinho was just saying what he's seen. And at this point, in the bigger games, we haven't done too well. And we haven't had that many of them. So, Wait, yeah. so Dan, you agree with Mourinho? Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, I'll, I'll, look, I would agree with him. I think you still like, even if you want to play attacking football, you still have to think about the other side of the game, right? And I think Lampard will agree with that too because he's made changes since that Manchester United game. We've seen the, the kind of adjustments he's made. He talked about Reese James. We'll, we'll get onto Reese James because he played amazing in the Palace match. But he's almost taken Pep's thing about making your fullbacks into central midfielders so that when you're in a counter. Or you've got people in the middle of the field because that's your most vulnerable place. So you do have to think about the other side of the game. If you, you, you yeah, you can be high pressing and attacking, but you still kind of have to think. Okay, if you're high pressing and attacking, when you lose the ball, there's a lot of space. What are you going to yeah. do when that happens? 100%. So yeah. yeah, so yeah, like a lot of people can take shit to heart. Mourinho, like sometimes when Mourinho says shit, like it gets to people. Like I know, like a lot of Chelsea fans aren't like Mourinho fans anymore. But yeah, I didn't mind the, the Jody shit either. I liked it. I like it. I like them sending shots at each other. I loved it. Jody was pamming him in it, saying, yeah, yeah. you didn't want to use youngsters. Cool. My guys yeah. are banging. Yeah. And jo- and Jody was blocking hella, like, Chelsea accounts that was um, <laughs> saying shit back to him. Nah, no, I know. I, I knew that I had to back him because, obviously, like, I see him hanging around with black people and I'm like, yo, if he listens to any Chelsea podcast, it's going to be this one because I feel like this is the only black Chelsea podcast. Uh, Jody's cultured. Yeah. That's from East, isn't it? I swear. All right, cool. So let's talk about the Palace game quickly. Um, obviously, the, the interesting thing about that match was as P was dropped and Reese James came in. Um, who wants to take the floor and talk about Reese James? Reese, why not? Your namesake. <laughs> I just, I just put that together. What, what are you saying? What do you think about Reese James? Okay, let's move on to Marvin. Okay. Um, overall performance, it was it was a weird game because obviously you understood how Palace were going to set up. It was going to be a, a low block, and it was kind of going to be reliant on Zaha to Zaha and Townsend to kind of break the lines and try create something on a counter. AU has been on quite good form this season. They're top scorer now. Zaha hasn't actually scored this year, actually. No. But yeah, so I feel it was quite cagey. It was difficult to watch at times because it was just a lot of passing through and coming back and then rebuilding attacks and then... But it's, it's so, going to be like that when Crystal Palace Hodgson, he's gonna, he, he, packs, he parks the bus, in it? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense. I'm not even begrudging the style of play. But like, I'm just saying it was just like frustrating to watch. But then Pulisic, I think, has been on a good purple patch. Like, he's done very well. So I like him. Yeah. And William well, quickly, has been quickly, really good quite quick, recently. Quickly, quickly, because on Pulisic, people think we don't like... Obviously, you guys have been listening to the podcast, isn't it? So, does it come across like yeah. we don't like Pulisic? Um, no, man. Tell the truth, bro. I don't mind. We've been calling him the American, like so. Obviously, a lot of people feel like we don't like him. I don't. I don't mind Pulisic, but I don't. I've said it before. I don't like his fans. 
I don't like his American fan base. Um, just because I think I, they were, I was going to say it's, they were whining when he wasn't playing. Like Hudson's not playing now. I don't see people whining. Like Pulisic wasn't in the greatest of form and Lampard didn't play him. That's it. I heard on the other touchline Fracker podcast saying that, Ra, we were impatient. No, listen, even if you need time to adjust, don't, you don't have to do that on the field. You can do it from the bench. Like what happened, what should happen and what happened was he took him out and then he gave him opportunities to make an impact and then he started to make an impact and so he started to get more games. That's just, that's normal. That's how shit should be. Um, Reese, are you, are you back? Can you talk on it? Now we lost Reese, you know. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, bro. Talk, talk to me about Reese James. What do you think about his performance? Oh, I can't. I can't. Say it. No, we, we've lost you. I'm gonna have to cut this bit out of the podcast. Um, uh, uh, Marvin, what are you saying about Reese James? Yeah, amazing. Like I've never seen Zaha that marginalized in the game. Like it's, it was just like one v one. Trying to go line, bodied him, read whatever direction he was going in. It was just like, and that's his that first prem start. Like that's crazy. I couldn't. Yeah. But you were watching. Do you know what? What do you think about? Do you know when people say like someone plays beyond their years? That's like what I got from Reese. Like, and he seems so unfazed as well. And Zaha, there was a bit where Zaha started man marking Reese. Like Reese was in there supposed to man mark Zaha, and the tables flipped. And also, you could see that Zaha got rattled as the game went on. Because I think there was one time when he pushed him. Yeah. And he was hacking away at him. Yeah. Like, it was like, bro, this guy's actually proper. Did you see the, what's it called, the video after? No. When the guy said he pocketed him and he, like, said something about the guy's mum, like. Yeah, but to be fair, I would say something about that guy's mum, too. Like, when it no, comes down like, to it, yeah. Saying, if you're, like, if you're not rattled, you're not shouting that kind of abuse back. He was pissed when Bruv, he said that. If like, someone says something about my mum, then to be fair... No, he I, didn't say anything about his mum. Okay, cool. Maybe that's like, just he, how I say it. He said Reese James pocketed you or something like that. Okay. And then he came, Zaha said something about his mum. That's how it Oh, went swear down. down. I didn't see it. Yeah. So I, okay. I was like, rah, like, yeah. for you to be this pissed, like, you got like... Do any... Do, so we've been linked with Zaha. Do any of you want Zaha? No way, no way. Reese, what Reese, you <laughs> found your voice now. Yes, listen. Bruv. I, yeah, the connection in it. Okay, but cool. Yeah, no, nah, I don't want Zara anywhere near him. Nah. I like him, I actually like him. I really do like him. I just don't yeah, I just don't think he fits to be honest. He's not productive enough for me to be honest. So fair enough, because he hasn't scored a goal this season. But it's um, even, like, it's just, I just don't feel like like oh, it's hard to yeah, I just, yeah, he's not productive enough, he doesn't get enough goals for us. I feel like for us? There's better options out there. So, so are you saying Sancho is the better option? That's the one you want, right? No, personally, I, I think there's better options than Sancho. Okay. Like, for example, I think that like ZH from Ajax is better and cheaper. Okay. But that's another conversation. Okay, so yeah, focus on the Palace game. What I will say about uh, Zaha, because I know a lot of people are saying, Ra, we definitely shouldn't buy him after that game. But I feel like what was good about that game is Reese clamped him, yes. But also on that side, you had William who is working, like Lampard said it himself, like off the ball, he's given so much. So like if it wasn't Reese that Zaha had to deal with, it was William. And then if that wasn't enough, Kante is also on that side. So Kante was on him. And if that wasn't enough, when he finally got through Dempfree, Zuma would come out and clamp him too. So like, I feel like anyone 
If if we continue to play that with Reese James, uh, William, Kante on that side, and Zuma, obviously, like anyone's getting clamped. Sancho, like we saw Sancho against Montenegro today, and he didn't get no joy. So like, I don't think Sancho's having a good game against them. So yeah, it was just good to see. Do you know what was good to see as well? All of our backline had pace. So what I liked about this game is yes, Palace sat back, but we stayed high. And the reason why we could stay high is like. On the counter-attack, we had pacey people to catch up. So we saw Kova kind of sitting back and he was there patrolling just in case they had a counter. We had Kante patrolling. We had Reese James there. We had Emerson that could get back. Like, he yeah. didn't even need to get back. So, yeah, it, it's looking good because one of the things that we've no- I've noticed about City is City could just camp in the other team's half. And I'm thinking, why can't we do that? But when we've got Azpi and Alonso as fullbacks, of course we can't. Exactly. I was just about to say, bruv, like, the, 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 the biggest thing for me against Palace was that it was so so nice to just watch the team be comfortable in every like in almost every part of the pitch we were just yeah. comfortable on the ball everywhere yeah. like yeah. it went to Emerson he was comfortable on the ball yeah. he weren't playing no crazy passes kind of hospital passes for our midfielders <laughs> yeah. we were backwards all the time and then it came to Reese, and we actually had a delivery for once yeah man Instead of Aspie getting like I rate Aspie in terms of his work rate and how he he, he proper dies for the cause, isn't it? Yeah. But when he when he gets to the byline, the most important thing about that is yeah, you bust your gut to get to the byline. You need to have a good delivery. Yeah. There ain't no p- putting in a crap delivery for us to just go and get counted on. Yeah. Do you know? What I mean? And with Reese, I feel like I felt like every time he got the ball, James was just putting in deliveries that the strikers were just shocked. They didn't even know what was going on. They mm. were like, right, like. Where did the deliveries coming from? Do you know what I mean? They they weren't ready for them. There was a couple of times Tammy or even Mishy should have got across their defenders. Like yeah. I know I know um, Palace were camped in, but they, I don't I don't think they were even expecting it. That's how good Reese's deliveries are, really. And, and do you know what? It's not just deliveries because obviously with Reese, it's like so Trent is an unorthodox um, fullback in terms of the fact that he does a lot of his damage with his passing. Where we're, yeah. we're used to people like fullbacks being dribblers. But I think one of the things that is unorthodox about Reese James is he likes the underlap so much. He likes to come in mid- from midfield. And one, yeah, thing yeah. I, one thing I noticed about the old Chelsea is like, do you know, remember when either William or Hazard will go out to the wings and then the fullback will join the, the winger outside and they'll just pass it between them? Reese James, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't go out there. He'll stay in and around the box. And the good thing about Reese is he's got a good shot as well. So like, that wide position doesn't get kind of congested, but we've got extra bodies in the box, which kind of makes it more difficult for the defending team because they have to come out to deal with Reese James. And so there's yeah. more space. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, I don't know. Like, he seems... I think Mount said that he's a beast. I don't. Uh, obviously, that sounds kind of PMP-ish, but... Um, like what, he is, though. Like, yeah. Like, just to be real about it, isn't it? Like, yeah. like, I haven't seen someone shrug off Zaha, like, so easily. Like, yeah. like it was... And he's yeah. done it to Rashford as well. Rashford, I know Rashford is like a skinny guy, but he's not he's not necessarily weak. Yeah. And he tried to kind of like out-muscle James as well. Yeah. And just... It but was he just seemed, do you know what I mean? Do you know like when people kind of seem more scary when you haven't heard like heard them speak? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I've, I've never heard Reese James speak, but like he kind of seems like a mute. Do you know one of those kind of like strong and quiet types like he just yeah he's he's that focus he's not here to do (laughs) interviews yeah in it he's off so yeah obviously Reese James was a highlight about that match we talked about Kovacic was there anyone on the podcast that didn't want us to sign him yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) right it took a little while but you're all coming out now so 
Island. I know you don't want us to sign him. Why not? Uh, last season, I just felt like he wasn't like his end product. I just wasn't liking. But he's a midfielder, felt, though. Yeah, but I just felt like I don't know. I just felt like the way I was viewing him last season, I just felt like if Ruben's not on the team. You gotta do what Ruben's doing. You know what I mean? Because I felt like Ruben should have been. And playing. so, do you feel like you're wrong? Yes, he proved me wrong completely. Like, so, so what do you like about him this season? I just like I like his passing. I like how he like he's so press resistant. Like it's yeah. amazing. Like was, was he not was, was he not press resistant last season? He he was, but I don't know. I feel like now he has more freedom. He does. If that makes sense. He does. I feel like that's what it is. It does. So- he can dribble more. Yeah. I think it was you that said that that Sari wasn't letting him dribble as yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. it was me. I'm glad that you remember my shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> Marvin, was you going to say something? Or was it Reese? No, it was me, yeah. Um, I just, what, what was said before was very true about, I didn't know he had this dribbling, of, I mean, I knew he dribbled yeah. at this level, but I didn't know he could be this consistent with it. Yeah. Like, when people show flashes of talent where it's just like, Sancho. okay, I know he can do this, but it's just like, I remember he was always brought on. You know, it was just that Barkley Kovacic sixty minute sub situation. Yeah, but and it was one or the other, and then he'd come on and he was more attacking. So he was more the like a creative midfield role, which I don't think is him. He's more like just beyond deep lying, but not too far forward. Yeah. So they were bringing him forward and then making him like dribble into bodies, and it was just so frustrating to watch. Yeah. And yeah, towards and he was bringing on to like. Create, like change games and it was just like he's not creating anything but like now they've kind of him and um, Jorginho together is this like so what, what do you think about him because it wasn't Jorginho because he was obviously suspended on purpose for the same yeah. match but so what did you think about Kovacic and Kante as a duo and anyone can chime in that was interesting so what did you think because I'll, I'll say my piece quickly one thing obviously Kovacic and I think Lampard's done this by design he said look your thing is dribbling, so dribble more. So I've seen the stats, his, his, his take-ons are higher, his at- dribbling attempts are higher, and, and obviously you guys have just mentioned it, like you didn't know that he could be disconsistent in dribbling. Um, but what I noticed about Kante is Kante loves the switch. So like yeah. that match, like even one of the, like one time he done an outside foot, like to all the way to the other side to Pulisic. Like so, like yeah, yeah. So Kante was doing the switchy stuff, and then uh, Kovacic was doing the dribbling. They were both box to box, so sometimes Kante would hang back, sometimes Kovacic would hang back. I think Kante came back and done a good job. So a lot of people are saying, "Raw Kovacic and Jorginho need to be playing together," but I feel like all three of them are top midfielders. What's your best? They are our strongest three in the field. A hundred percent. I, th- I think the thing with Jorginho and Kovacic yeah, and what people need to realise is that th- there's 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 a little bit of a partnership there in terms of them two when they play together in it and it's clear to see it's, they really enjoy yeah. playing together. It's more like a relationship, Kovacic. isn't it? It's more than yeah. a, it's more than a partnership, yeah. And and when you play like in that midfield role as well, when you play it's I feel like once you've got a bond with someone in that midfield, especially when you play that kind of like they kind of play tiki taka just between each other sometimes, yeah. And it's 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 very like it's kind of like a unique partnership that they have just yeah. between. They're chuckle brothers, isn't it? Like to me, to yeah, you, to me, to you, yeah. So you have to, like, you just have to accept that when them two are playing, you're going to see more of that, and when 
can there's there's positives to it as well because I feel like they drag a lot of players out of position when they do that and they do it on purpose. They they play more and more passes to try and get people to kind of get frustrated and and start pressing when they when they're really meant to probably stay disciplined and wait for the wait mm-hmm. for the wrong pass. But when it's Kante and Kovacic or when it's Kante and Jorginho, what you'll get is you'll get more like you said. Kante sometimes will hang back and you've got that little bit of extra cover as well. You've got them. You've got more legs in terms of with Kante, but yeah. not just defensively, also offensively as well. Like he's going to hassle them a little bit more yeah. um, on the front foot as well. And then, like you said, he likes to he likes to switch the ball a bit, and he can get a goal. Do you know what I mean? So, but my thing is, wow, like, who would you say is our best three central midfielders at the club? Yeah, me, me and you've had this conversation a few times. And okay, okay, okay. My bad. Apart so, from Loftus, apart from Loftus. Yeah, no, no, no. Fit. I'm talking, Loftus, about, I'm talking I, about the players that are fit. No, yeah. Yeah, so right now, I do feel like, especially because Jorginho and Kovacic have improved slightly, I don't think there's been that much of a difference with Kovacic, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. But um, they have improved, though. They have yeah. improved a yeah. little bit. And them two now, at the level they're at now with Kante, I just think it will be... It, I don't think a lot of midfielders, midfielders will beat that, to be honest of with you. Course. Teams will struggle. Of course, I made mention to it earlier because I kind of I was kind of dropping breadcrumbs, but like li- the reason why li- like Liverpool don't have better midfielders than Manchester City, the reason why Liverpool are winning every single game is because they've got free, hardworking, just like intense midfielders that are doing everything. Because same with PSG, I haven't seen the Juventus midfield, but I know what Sari's like, and I get completely like the flair midfielder. But what I'm saying is. I think we could do damage in terms of winning games week in, week out, even when we're not playing well, if we have those three in. Because it's just a madness. The amount of energy that Kovacic and and even Jorginho, because Jorginho's upped his energy this season. He's upped his tackling. What's name? So having those three in midfield is a madness. Now, I get it. When we have those three, the attack has to be on point. At this point, do we have an attack that can handle those three being in midfield? I don't know. But obviously, let's move on to Pulisic because... Jermaine, you had some questions for me. Like, on, on, when we was watching the game, I was enjoying but then you decided to put it on me about Pulisic. What, what did you ask me? Yeah, no, I just said, like, do you guys... I'm like, <laughs> do, you think, do you still think Pulisic don't have close control, good close control? And, and you misquoted me because I never said he didn't have good close control. Right? No, but I'm pretty sure when we were talking nah. about him having good close control, you was like, oh, but he doesn't protect the ball enough. On the run, when he's running with the ball and there's like he doesn't protect the ball when he's on the line. So this, to be fair, last game and let's let's actually give him some credit, uh, the American Pulisic. Let's I can call him by his name now. Um, yeah, so like there were moments in the box where like he was so composed and you just yeah. saw great footwork. Um, it was amazing footwork, but again he slowed down. So that kind of whole protecting ball. My thing is when he's on the run, he doesn't protect it. It's not like when he's, he's slowing down. Game, though. I don't think he's often running at full pace. with. But that's, though. well, he, I don't care if it's not his game. What I'm saying is what I've noticed is when he's on the run, he's too loose with it. Mm. He's, too, he's way too loose with it. Like, But I've seen, like, he's got good con- close control because I've seen it for America and even earlier this preseason. Like, when he'd come in field, he'll be busy. But that's when he slows down. My thing is when he's on the run, it's like, rah, just... Like, you can see the person coming, but he doesn't seem to protect it. But yeah... He's had a good game. Um, he might be one of the best Americans to play in the Premier League. Obviously, we've had... 
that's going to be probably easy. To be fair, Malak, Landon, Malak, yeah, Landon, Donovan, you know. who? Landon, Malak, Landon, Donovan, Landon, Donovan. Donovan. Landon Donovan. Yeah, I know about Landon Donovan. He's the one with the bad, Aye. like, wasn't he boarding or some shit like that? Really, like, that's what I remember about him. <laughs> He's a baller. That's what we need to. Um, but then, o- o- obviously, we had Tim Howard too. Tim Howard didn't he have? He had Tourette's, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's just from playing with American people, like. You know, they're so shit. Yeah, like, fuck. Clint Dempsey as well. Yeah, Clint Dempsey. Yeah, he's the one with the eyes, isn't it? Um, yeah, he had mad eyes. But yeah, Pulisic might just be the best of the Americans, but that's not saying much. But yeah, now nah, he's looking good, you know. Um, and in terms of, it's weird. I'm saying this now, but I, from watching them recently, I feel like Pulisic will do more for Chelsea than Sancho. And that's mad me saying it. But just at least at least Pulisic can carry the ball like more than once oh. a game. More than once a game. I just want to see Sancho dribble with the ball, like and not over short spaces for more than once a game. But but yeah, do, does anyone want to talk about Pulisic? Because obviously our American fans want to hear about him. No, I think I think I've definitely got to talk about him because I know I was giving him uh, to begin with when he first signed, I was excited about his signing. And then when he came and he was showing that, like, his dip and form recently, like, not recently, well, like, at the beginning of the season when Lampard dropped him, I think what people need to understand is, with Pudisic, that when we were saying that he didn't need, that he shouldn't start, it was more because he wasn't really showing enough fight to try and get back into the team. Yeah. He was allowing pe- he was allowing players like Mount to play on the wing. Yeah. So I'm just happy now that he's upped his levels to the point where Lampard's had to notice him, put him back into the team. And he's rightfully, he's rightfully shining now, do you know what I mean? And, and it's good for him. But I still think, though, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, mm. against Watford, before he scored the goal, and against Palace as well, yeah. his game weren't looking that... The, the overall gr- um, game, in terms of the overall performance, it wasn't that great. Yeah. So I, still, I don't want people to get ahead of themselves and think... He's playing amazing throughout the night because yeah. he's not. But he's getting the goals and we can't complain and he's getting the assists. So you, know, can't. you know, from my point of view, and you guys can chime in after, but first and foremost, with Pulisic, it's like, yeah, when he's, when he's playing good, give him the credit when he's not playing good, then just take it. Like, I think with Pulisic, I like the fact, I don't dislike Pulisic. I've always kind of liked him as a squad player at Chelsea. I feel like we can get better. But to be fair, recently he's scoring goals. I think he scored, this is his best scoring season. Five goals in the league. I don't think he scored more than four. But I think it's good to remember that one game there was a hat-trick. But yeah, he's he's doing bits and I'm going to give him credit for doing bits. But at the same time, I don't know. I still feel like with William going, and we'll talk about this later, but with William going, it looks like Pedro's going. We're going to need more wingers. And I feel like we should aim higher than Pulisic. Uh, what do you guys think before we move on? Anyone want to chime in? Yeah, Pulisic. Yeah, I think I was really anti-Pulisic when I first heard about him. Obviously, like, we already have William, someone that's not consistent. Yeah, you, you know check the mean? stats. You check I the heard, stats, right? Yeah, from what I heard was that he wasn't that consistent. He wasn't, wasn't really scoring like that. And for what I saw from like the highlights that people were posting and stuff like that was like his end product wasn't the best. Like yeah. he'd, he'd be dribbling here and there and losing the ball. Yeah. He'd do a nice run then and then lose end the up, ball. Like losing the ball. Yeah. And it's like even Sancho, I feel like Sancho does that a lot. Too. That's what like, I'm saying, as, bro. 
Even against Barcelona, huh? like he was doing a lot of dribbling, but I think the right back he had him on toes. On like, lock. Yeah. Who who made that noise? Marvin. Oh, the, the, the Sancho slander is so. Ah, uh, listen, I want him to come in it, but I feel like do you know what it is that Sancho murdered him. Callum is the man is more direct, and I think that's the issue. He's not direct enough. You know He's what not I mean? Direct enough. I hear you, man. I know so what you mean. Sancho put a penalty off that guy. Yeah, I, I saw the penalty Sancho too, but like, for the rest of the match, it wasn't that oh. great. It wasn't that great. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The Irishman, man. All right, cool. Um, all right, so Man City's coming up. What are you guys saying? Let's let's round this off because we've we've given the Chelsea hour, um, the Man City game. Obviously, we've still got another. Uh, yeah, we've still got some time. But what do you want for the game? What do you see happening? What do you expect? We'll go with. We'll start off with Jermaine. Four-one win, man. Like. <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. I, I just want to see. I, I definitely want to see. Um, Mount probably rested for that game I think mm-hmm. not even rested I don't want him to start that it's game it's not going to happen I don't want to make it sound like I don't want to make it sound like oh rested just so that he can yeah. have a break nah it's not that you shouldn't start that game in it because Kante um, Cover and Jorginho they've had they've had um, Joy against City in the past yeah. played that midfield um, when we beat them 2-0 yeah. at Stamford Bridge so I feel like they definitely need to play with the form that they're in. Reese James and Emerson have to play. I don't want to hear about all this Aspies our captain and all that. Bro, I want the best players playing in it. Yeah. And the only way we're gonna stop City going down them wings is if we have two like fullbacks that are pacey, strong and can do something going forward in it. And yeah. at the end of the day that's it. The defence picks itself um with Tomori and Zuma improving dramatically. Yeah. compared to like see the beginning of the season and then yeah you've got Tammy Pamming up front as usual and then Tammy Pam probably probably Pulisic and um, William and William yeah Hudson the can't that's get a game he can't get a game for country can't get a game for club it's tight alright thanks Hudson? huh who, who can't get a game Hudson, Hudson. yeah He's, he bro, can't get like, a game the game's the game bro the game He'll is the game eventually. yeah yeah he's got to do he's got to do bits in the minutes that he gets to win back his place alright cool Jermaine, that was a good roundup from you. Let me go to Reese. What are you saying for the Man City game? Yeah, um, I'm confident. I'm actually confident for once playing Man City. I think that we've got a really good chance. I'm interested to see how Lampard's going to line up. Um, I do personally. I do want to see Hudson Odoi playing, but the way William and Pulisic has been playing, you can't really drop them at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, is is that is that the Etihad right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, man. Um, as long as we don't lose, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, back, going back on that point, what Mourinho was saying about the big teams, I think he, he, has a, he has got a point. Even though we've been playing well against the big teams, we haven't been getting the results. 100%. So I think avoiding a loss would be a, a, a real message to send to the league as well. Yeah. In a sense that we can go to Man City <laughs> yeah. and not lose. We can get a point, or even hopefully a win, do you know what I'm saying? Right, that sounds... That sounds kind of pitiful, though. Like sending the message yeah. to the rest of the league with a draw, you know. I don't know. But... Well, we're going to. Well, let's not forget. Man City are champions. They're the champions of England. Let's not forget. Brother, I told so you, four one win. Don't worry about it. Tammy Hattie. It's I'm easy to talk with base before the game, isn't it? If Tammy yeah. gets a hatchet, we're all eating. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool, Marvin. What are you saying? 
I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But we're quite lucky because this Edison situation hasn't resolved itself and Bernardo suspended. Yeah. So we're going to go in. I think we'll be quite confident. I think Lampard is going <laughs> to try. You know what's funny though, the- quickly? Like if there's any team that shouldn't benefit from the racism that <laughs> Bernardo did, it shouldn't be Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but we're going to benefit. You're a bad guy. <laughs> But go on. No, no, but um, but the one issue I have is I remember somebody I don't know who it was who mentioned the two 0 victory where we had the outstanding midfield. Yeah. But we forget Hazard had one of the most elite games I have ever seen him play. Like he got both assists for both the goals. Yeah, yeah. His hold up play was incredible. Build up, bringing people into play, but, setting up chances, selfless runs, like. We don't have that now. We have Pulisic. Sorry? We have Pulisic. Stop it. (laughs) No, no, no. But wait, 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 wait. wait. I I hear you with the Hazard thing. But one thing I will say is that we we have more more threats around the pitch, though, this time. Yeah. I'm I'm confident in us um, scoring from... Not just the yeah. left side. Yeah, Marvin, Marvin, listen. We don't, yeah. we haven't had Hazard this season yet. We've been no, playing. No, you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying in terms of attacking. I'm not saying our threat scoring is an issue. Mm. I'm saying you need to play. You can't play through City mm. the way we're we're going. We need someone to bring people into play. We don't have that guy. Giroud. That's what I'm. We have that's the issue. And Hazard. Sorry. We have Giroud. You, we stop, stop this. We can't, we can't be bringing these brothers. Any, any player that I mentioned, you're telling me to stop it. <laughs> no, but what? No, let's listen. Let me be serious. Um, yeah, Giroud, don't forget the super cup that Giroud started that game. And what Giroud does well is link up and bring other people into the game. Now, I'm not suggesting because Giroud seems so far out of the start contention right now, so it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But what one thing you're, you're completely right at is I mentioned Tammy against Crystal Palace. I think that his, his turnovers are high. I think out of all the strikers yeah. in the league, is one of the mo- most. And I feel like against City, we will need those chances. We need someone that can keep it, um, can keep, keep the ball. Keep it and bring others. Right, yeah. right. So if we remember that that uh, game under Conte, where we was counter-attacking, Costa did a great job in terms of... The 3-1. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I hear you. I hear you. But um, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> all right, cool. So... <laughs> So, um, who have I touched on everyone? Have I give, has everyone had their say? Joe, Joe's dr- dropped off. Okay. No, not even. I was going for it. Okay, my bad. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, um, go ahead, Island. Yeah. So Reese James has to start. Like he has to play. Like yeah. I feel like him up against Sterling. I feel like he'll give him a hard game. Yeah. I feel like he'll give him a hard game. Tomori, Zuma, Emerson needs to play. <laughs> are you saying that Sterling's gonna? Are you saying Reese James is gonna lift up Sterling? Yeah. <laughs> Easily, come on. Okay, go on. Zuma. Zuma needs to play tomorrow. Um, obviously, Emerson, if, as if he's fit. Um, Kante, Jorginho, and competition midfield. I feel like they'll 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 work City's midfield easily. Yeah. I feel that will work City's midfield. Pulisic deserves to play this match. He's earned it. William too. And obviously Abraham, and then obviously I feel like if Callum comes off the bench, I feel like he can have an impact too. So I'm confident, but I don't want to be too confident because when we're confident going into a game, we get slapped in it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Callum, Callum, Callum's coming on to get the fourth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that four-one. You still you still <laughs> want to mention that four-one? All right, cool. 
All right, thanks yeah. for listening. Um, before we go, Touchline Franca has a live show. It's our Christmas special. Um, it's at the same place we were last time, if you came, uh, which was lit. It's um, December the 15th. Um, we're going to have all of the Touchy Guna cast there. We're going to have all of the Chessie Hour cast here. Um, we're going to have all of the Mooga cast there and then the other podcast as well. I can't remember their name. Uh, <laughs> We don't, we, we don't even care if they're there but um, yeah we don't care about them but. make sure you use the hashtag touchline fracker thanks for listening we'll be back next week cheers guys Hello. yeah no worries see you peace The Drinkworks Home Bar by Keurig is the perfect start to set any holiday vibe. The Home Bar makes over 30 cocktails, brews, ciders, and more, all at the push of a button. From cosmopolitans to old fashions, each pod contains real ingredients and premium spirits. Insert the pod and let the Home Bar do the work. Go to drinkworks.com to order your Home Bar and see all available drinks. Drinkworks. Press play. Keurig is a registered trademark of Keurig Green Mountain, Inc. Used under license. Please enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network.